we're hiding sin, we're hiding pornography on a regular basis, we're, we're, we've separated ourselves from the Lord, regardless of what you think. When you've, when you've done this, you've separated yourself from the Lord. And now, to add to it, we've got a fear of intimacy. Welcome to this week's episode of Men of Integrity. My name is Cody Thrash. The Bible tells us, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. So let's talk about it. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Men of Integrity. Today we're going to be talking about uh, escalation, deterioration, erosion, uh, and a few other things. Uh, I'm sure they're thankful that you've tuned in. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, this podcast has has been enjoyable to you, although the topic might be difficult and the things we talk about, uh, I know they are uh, hard to 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 talk about openly. But men, we need to men, we need to be open at least with somebody about um, about our struggles. It's important that we do that for our mental health and for our for our salvation, even. Um, the Bible tells us that um, that confession, and I'm not I'm not talking about going to a priest, and I'm not talking about that type of confession. I'm, I'm talking about simply where you where you have a friend and you and you you open up to that friend and you confess faults to them so that they can help you. The Bible says that 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 begins a process of healing in you, and it really helps to to get that moving. But tonight we're going to talk about escalation. I, I've been thinking about this topic a good bit for the last couple of days and and anybody who's ever dealt with uh, with alcohol with drugs with pornography uh, for any extended amount of time you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about you're 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 this is going to hit home so what is it what is escalation it's defined as a, a rapid rise or an increase and an increase in the intensity of something and intensification and, you know, in the common forms, everybody knows somebody who, uh, who, who's an alcoholic. And if you don't, well, that's, that's fantastic. But most of us know somebody who is an alcoholic, friend or family member. Uh, we, we, we also at least know or are acquainted with someone who's a drug user. And, and you don't always have to use the word addict. There's people who don't consider themselves addicts because they don't really fall into the, the addict category but they're still users and use is is still going to escalate at least some in in some form or fashion maybe not as much as a chronic user or a true addict but any any user of of addictive substances is is going to see an escalation there's there's depressive escalations it's interesting to think that as you're getting more and more depressed you, that's a you think you're downing you're downing you're going down and down but but depression is it can escalate and anybody who's dealt with depression understands that depression escalates it doesn't you don't just all of a sudden wake up you know hating life but before you know it you're in a pattern of uh, of manic depression and it can cause a lot of a lot of things so if anybody's dealt with that you, you know exactly what I'm talking about there's mental there's mental uh, escalation um, there's there's the escalation of sin. Usually, the Bible a lot of times doesn't clarify what sin certain people were were dealing with. Sometimes it does, but a lot of times it leaves it open to interpretation, or at least vague. Uh, 
you, you know, you can read the context and you might get some ideas. But and, and we're going to talk about a scripture or a couple of scriptures. But but escalation it happens in a lot of different things. But we're specifically going to talk about addictive escalation, specifically when it comes to pornography. Um, and I'm probably going to mention some alcohol as well, but specifically tonight, uh, pornography. We're going to go to the Bible, to, to Hosea chapter 13. And in this chapter, it's just a quick uh, a quick scripture, kind of going into what I was talking about, the fact that sometimes the Bible doesn't isn't completely clear. So, so this is Hosea chapter 13, verses 2, and it says, And now they sin more and more, and have made them molten images of their silver and idols according to their own understanding, all of it the work of the craftsmen. They say of them, Let the men that sacrifice kiss the calves. And so the, the, the specific deal is, is, you know, the people of Israel, they weren't supposed to be making idols. They were supposed to worship the one true God, Jehovah, and and and. But before you know it, just because of the way things are, they've they've escalated. Now they're now the Bible. It's the scriptures telling us they sin more and more. So anytime somebody falls into a pattern of sin, that sin gets comfortable. And you know exactly what I'm talking about because you know the first time you you you, you committed any sort of sin, if you if you knew that that was a sin per se, you you felt bad about it. And we you know we've mentioned this in earlier episodes, but. But as you continued in that path of sin, that sin got easier and easier. And maybe not even easier. Maybe easy is not the word we should use, but the the, the multitude or the uh, how common that sin was committed became more and more. And this is specifically, they're talking about idols. They're, they're saying they're making idols when they, at one point, they weren't making idols. And so that's, they've escalated, they, they begin to sin by at the beginning, maybe just thinking about, we should create an idol. Yeah, that would be cool. And somebody's like, no, no, you don't want to create an idol. But then before you know it, they're actually creating idols. And, and at first, they probably didn't worship the idol. It was just created. But then at some point, uh, they begin to worship it, you know. So the deal is, regardless of how or what you're escalating, See, the thing is, is that a degradation of of any one thing is always going to entice the inclination of another. So, so what I mean by that is anything. It doesn't have to be necessarily drugs and pornography. If, say, for example, you're going to um, you're going to spend an hour of a day working out, and and you have an hour per day to exercise and and stay in shape, and you spend that time. You spend that time every day uh, working out. And, and as, as you get used to that one hour, and maybe we should start it a little bit lower, maybe we should start at 30 minutes or whatever the case may be, but as you get used to this time of, 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 of working out and physical exercise, you, you decide, well, I want to, I want to escalate that, that time. And so what's happening is there's a degradation of your free time happening while there's an inclination of your physical well your your physical well-being. And things work back and forth like that on a regular basis. Anytime there's there's an escalation of one thing, something else must must fall away. And so especially when it comes to drugs and alcohol and pornography, this type of addiction when there's an escalation of uh, of this type of thing, there's generally a degradation or a declination of 
uh, of the moral well-being of that person. Now, do, am I saying that that the person who is who is an alcoholic or drug addict is a bad person? No, but there is a degradation there. Something's got to go, and and, and y'all don't know what I'm talking about. It's not. It's it, it, you just got to be real about it, right? So so think about those pathways again. We, we mentioned that a good bit in the last episode, forgetting. If you haven't heard that, maybe go ahead and, and tune on over to that. But but when you forget, uh, maybe, maybe you haven't done something in a, in a long time and, and that task is forgotten, or at least it's no longer comfortable to you. It's because now the pathway is, the pathway's changed. And so this is the same kind of scenario. The, the there's there's comfort in what's regularly done, even if it's bad, for your health or well being or for your family, whatever the case may be. Let's read some more scripture. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter sixteen. Ezekiel chapter sixteen. I'm gonna read verse forty seven. It says this: Yet hast thou not walked after their ways, nor done after their abominations, but as if that were a very little thing. Thou wast corrupted more than they in all thy ways. So so this is a scripture kind of referring to the generation prior says that they, they walked after their own ways and not after God's ways and, and they did abominations. But now this new generation that's come up, they look at those things as if it were little. The abominations of the, the, the generation before, it's nothing compared to the, the abominations of the generation that's coming up now. And so the prophet is, is, is saying this to us. And I think we could all see and realize that that's kind of happening today. It, I, I know there's always been drugs and there's always been alcohol. Well, not always, but you know what I'm saying. For at least for the last couple of generations, there's been drugs and alcohol, and there's there's been things and, and addictive things throughout throughout the times, and and there's always been a certain amount of people or a certain number of people that deal with this, and. and, and but it always seems that every new generation has something something worse, and I believe in this case, for us for pornography, it's true. Again, think about the the past. You know, in the forties and fifties, it was almost impossible to get pornography in the first place, and if it if you did get it, it was just a an an image of a topless woman at at best. There was no video, uh, at least not in. In the 40s and 50s, but then 60s and 70s come along, and it began to grow. and And again, you understand, you see the escalation there. And and then magazines became a regular occurrence, and and VHS and DVD became a regular occurrence. And then and then this that gets normalized, and before you know it, uh, downloadable uh, videos is is a regular thing, and 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 images on the internet becomes a thing. And then and then in the early 2000s, 2006 time frame, they. The, the tube style website came available and it's similar to YouTube if you've never dealt with anything like this it's just you go to the website and there's category after category thousands of categories and millions of videos and and and, and now we've seen such an escalation in just the availability of pornography let's talk about not only the the amount of pornography in the in the world if you think about how there was not much, if you wanted to, to view something of that nature a century ago, you would have had to go to a brothel. You would have had to go to a to a house of ladies where where there was things like that available, and it would have it was it was there, and it's all over the world. But now it's so readily available that you can find anything you want on the internet, and and most of the time for free. 
even the only thing that's ex, that's paid for in in this in this realm is things that's brand new but once that once it it's no longer new it's almost free whether it be bootleg or whatever whatever the case there but the deal is is it's become more and more available now let's talk about uh, in the 40s and 50s you you would have had to physically go to uh, a place uh, you would have had to find a magazine. You would have had to purchase it, had money to do it. Uh, it would have been very embarrassing, a sketchy, dark alley, possibly. I, I'm not sure. I'm not that old. But but if you look now, the single touch of a, of a, of a you type in a website on your cell phone and, and it's there. Limitless, right? Escalation has happened so, so vividly and so obviously to, to, to the point that that now it's it's so readily available that there's really no way to keep somebody from it if they want it. And that's why it's so dangerous. If your children, uh, young people these days know so much about phones and computers, if they want to view this stuff, they, pro- they probably can. Mother, father out there that's possibly listening, you think you've got your phone, your children's phone locked down and you think they can't do this or do that, well, you know, my parents never thought I had a porn uh, a page of a porn magazine folded in the, in the back of my wallet either, but I did. So never assume that just because you've got something locked down that they can't reach it. These kids these days, again, when it comes to porn and, and alcohol and, and cigarettes and all those things, if a, if a teenager wants to try it, they will. They're, they're, um, they're persistent little beings. <laughs> and, so, and so the thing is, it's readily available. Let's move on. Let's talk. Let's go to another scripture. Second, Second Timothy, um, chapter three. Second Timothy, Timothy, chapter three, and verse thirteen. I want to talk about this scripture just a little bit. Chapter three and thirteen. So, so it says this: but evil men and seducers, seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. This is prophecy. He, he's talking about the fact that over the time, you know, they're, they're going to get worse and worse. The, the amount of uh, of evil men is, is getting worse and worse the the amount of the seduction and and all of this thing is get uh, those types of things are getting worse and worse and we see that it's it's common and it's it's open to our eyes and a lot of times this seduction and these this evil it can be hidden you know because a lot of times you think about this think about the functioning alcoholic Everybody has possibly known a functioning alcoholic, one that you know drinks a lot, but they have a good job, they, they pay their bills, they have maybe a nice vehicle and family, and, and, and maybe probably, they, there's been occasions where they're even you know, better off than you, but they're functioning all along, all, the whole time they're, they're suffering an alcohol addiction that causes them to wake up and, and begin drinking quickly after they wake up and it takes and they've they've escalated so much to the point that that it takes so much alcohol to get them drunk that they generally won't even get drunk anymore alcohol is just it, at some point you, you 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 grow such a tolerance to it i i, I had that a, a personal uh, for me was the fact that i was somewhat functioning i had a good job and and, and and good things around me. I was in a band. I had I, I, 
to the outside looking in, everything was great or at least everything was okay and I was no worse off or no better off than anybody else around me. But the fact of the matter was is that I spent most of my life drunk, most of my waking life seeking to get drunk. You know, that, that was part of it. And, and I remember right before I got in church and, and quit drinking, when I began to seek quitting drinking, I didn't really have a lot of withdrawal symptoms. But the fact of the matter was, is it was it would take 20 beers to get me drunk. You know, I, I had to buy a lot of alcohol to get drunk. I, I, I would essentially live each afternoon, you know, kind of maintaining a buzz because drunk just wasn't going to happen most of the time. It took a lot of time, a lot of effort. Anyways, it, tolerance is a big deal to this. You get used to the amount that you're drinking or the or the drug you're using, and that's no longer as, as exciting or as as effectual. So you have to up the 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 amount. You have to up the dose per se. Doctors do this on a regular basis when they give pain medication, prescription pain medication. I, I remember uh, people telling me, you know, when they first got on pain medication, they would be on a 10 milligram tab, you know, and, and that wasn't really that much, but when it when they first got on it, oh, they'd have they'd have the doozies and they'd be uh, they'd be a little bit uh, buzzed and everything, and, and within a month that didn't do anything, and so the doctors upping it to fifteen and upping it to twenty, and and now we, I'm, I don't know of anybody personally, but I remember a person who was who was the last time I talked to them, they were on a sixty milligram uh, pill uh, every four hours, which was substantially more than they started with. The, even doctors understand this. It's it's a way that that our bodies work. That is, that's, that's tolerance. I want to read a little bit from an article. Um, it's, it's from a website called your brain on porn. It's a kind of a, a companion website to that book I referenced your brain on porn, uh, by Gary Wilson. And I just want to read a few things here when it comes to, um, escalation and, and porn escalation specifically. So in 2012, the, uh, the Reddit forum group, they have a, a, a forward slash nofap uh, produced. They did a member survey. So this, this, sir, this, excuse me, this forum, forum, oh Lord, this forum is, is, is dedicated to people who are dealing with uh, erectile dysfunction from pornography use. They're dealing with pornography addiction and all those things. And, and, and they're all on there helping each other. It's a, it's not necessarily a religious site. So you have to be careful what you, you'll see a good bit of stuff. But anyways, they're, they're helping each other. They're being accountable. They're being informative and, and it's a great uh, forum for this type of thing. But they did a survey amongst their members and, and they found that over 60% of the members had a change in their sexual desires from from the moment they they began to view pornography to the current time, and, and so this was the actual numbers. Twenty nine percent said that their taste did not change significantly, and that's just because they haven't viewed porn long enough. It that w- it will change. My taste. Uh, this is another a portion. Thirty six says my taste became increasingly extreme or deviant, and this caused me to feel shame or stress. Then another 27% on top of that says, my taste became increasingly extreme or deviant, and this did not cause me to feel shame or stress. So so the majority, although rather, re- I guess you could say regardless of if they felt shame or stress or anything like that, there was an, an increase in the extremity or the, the uh, deviance of what they were viewing, and it was about 60% of them. 
then there's there's some evidence. This is a, a website put this out called a, a website called Pornhub put this out. Um, it, it says that real sex is decreasingly interesting to porn users, and they love that. And it says they say this porn isn't enabling people to to find their real tastes. It's it's driving them beyond normal into extreme novelty and unreal genres. And so that's why there's a lot of the, the fantasy genres and all of those different things because a young boy who's 12 or 13 years old and begins to view pornography these days, they're very likely that one of the first videos they choose is a video showing extreme aggression. And at first they're like, that's that's awkward and, and, and bad, but but before you know it, well, they're you. They, they as to the young person that's just viewing this website. And think about it. Be real here. The last time you went to the to your favorite tube website and you click onto it, and, and it's full of the not norm. The norm is one man and one woman, and in you know consensual, loving, tender intercourse. But that's not the norm when it comes to the to the to the websites. That's not what you're gonna find. That's not gonna be there. What's going to be there is the, the 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 deviant and the extreme the the word this website is using, right? And and it gets there's I don't even want to mention some of the topics that it reads here, but and it just really is it it shows that even the websites that are posting this stuff that they're making money off of they realize that that's what's happening, so they're continually seeking out something that another extreme the ones who create all these topics are are the ones who have found themselves used to something and so they're creating something else let's talk about spousal competition just a little bit I we've, we've mentioned it a few episodes back but the deal is and I want to read you a little bit of a an excerpt here from a, from an article. I'll link this article, but uh, let me let me find it. I'm sorry, I've lost it here. Okay, so it's titled "Destroying My Wife." Uh, this 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 gentleman writes. He says, "As a Christian man, violating my marriage vows by fantasizing about other women," uh, and he references Matthew chapter five. Uh, there, he, he says it was devastating to my wife. While women respond in various ways, my wife's background and temperament led her down the painful path of blaming herself for my struggle. She was constantly dieting and excessively working out in the gym. She even had breast augmentation surgery, hoping to measure up to my impossible standards. She wondered why I would look at other women and why she wasn't enough. When she found out that I was going to strip clubs and prostitutes, she became suicidal. She incorrectly and sadly saw herself as the problem with no hope of fixing the mess I had created. Many well-being but absolutely misguided women chain, uh, advised her to buy a, a sexy night nightgown and to be ready for sex when I came home from work. My rejection of her at the door was only fueling, uh, was only fueling her anxiety of never being enough. In the sick depths of my de addiction, I was more than happy for her to take the blame so that the focus was not on me, I had no idea how my behaviors were destroying her perceptions of self-worth. There's a lot in this short excerpt. See, see, the deal is, when we escalate ourselves into pornography in, in such a way that um, we would we would watch videos that we would never do with our wife. 
you know, we would never treat our wife the way some of these videos treat their the, the, the people in them. The, the women in these videos, the daughters in these videos, they're, they're being choked and gagged and, and, and beaten and slapped and, and, and all, all the horrible things that happens in these videos. And, and we somehow, uh, as men, some of us have escalated into, into even enjoying it because of our selfish desire. Because we're so selfish in the fact that now there's no more dopamine for the regular stuff. There's nothing else. There, it doesn't. I'm not even aroused by the regular stuff anymore. So I've got to move on and got to move on and got to get worse and got to find more extreme. And in that, spouses can find themselves suicidal. I, I, I've never thought about this. And, and why are so many women... Seeking, seeking things like breast augmentation and things like that. It's, it's, it's not necessarily because they don't find themselves attractive. It's because they feel like their husband or their spouse or the men around them, maybe they're not married yet, but the men around them don't find them attractive because they're trying to, to well, they're trying to be something they can't be. And, and they're trying to be something that no Christian man should want. They're, we, we, I've got to move on from this. I'm going to talk about that in another episode. But the deal is, we, we've got to be careful when it comes to so much escalation that we begin to destroy our spouse. Obviously, we're already destroying ourselves. We're already destroying our own desire, our, our own pleasure for sex. You know, it's said that that somebody who's addicted to pornography doesn't even enjoy sex. A, a lot of a lot of men will report that that it's not even enjoyable to them because. One maybe maybe they're they're dealing with, with the you know the convictions of what they're doing and and the convictions of the way they've treated their spouse and maybe they're dealing with like this man he's he's a Christian he says right he's a Christian uh, at least he 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 knows some scripture and he understands that what he's doing is is breaking the vows of his marriage but but he's going so much further and 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 I I'm gonna vouch for this man that that's not the way he started his marriage. He didn't start his marriage seeking out prostitutes. It was an escalation. And it moved from, from loving and caring and, and being all for your spouse to really not caring anymore at how she felt. Really, was he, he, he almost seems to, at a point, and I'm not trying to down this man, this is just truth. He, he, he found himself being happy, he says, that she was able to take the blame, that he was able to say, well, you're not good enough, and she thought she wasn't good enough, and all this, so that, so that he wouldn't have to feel as bad. That's, that's, that's what escalation does. It's not only hurting, escalation, at first, you're just hurting yourself. And, and, and as you go into it, you begin to hurt yourself, and, you, and you're inherently at some point hurting God. You know, you're separating yourself from, from the Lord. And, and then if escalation continues, you will find yourself destroying your wife or your spouse or your girlfriend or whatever. I'm not justifying or, or condoning premarital sex, but it's just the truth. It happens sometimes. And, but regardless, escalation can destroy not only you, but your spouse. This is, this is another topic. He goes on to talk about uh, the, the, the fear of intimacy. So there's a degradation. Remember we talked a little bit about degradation? So anytime we've, we've escalated to a point in pornography that is um, 
found us on the fringes and into the deep things, and we've we've began to worry about our mind. You've seen you you have found yourself in some places, and you thought, "What am I becoming?" And and in that escalation, there's been a degradation of of our personality, of your personality, of anybody around you. You can you can notice that there's been a degradation in their in their uh, their moral capabilities in their work ethic in their mental state i'm not talking about they're they're losing intelligence i'm talking about at once when they were living life happy and joyfully now they're finding themselves in depression and in all of those things and and in this with all of this anxiety and all these things wrapped up into the into excessive porn use a man has he's also probably dealing with erectile dysfunction he's he's dealing with maybe he he can't even get an arousal when he when he's attempting to have sex with his wife and and that causes one of the 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 worst things here it's a fear of intimacy so now we're we're hiding sin we're hiding pornography on a regular basis we're we're we've separated ourselves from the lord regardless of what you think when you when you've done this you've separated yourself from the lord and now to add to it we've got a fear of intimacy and so intimacy, I don't mean, I'm not talking about uh, at this point having sex. I'm talking about the, the whole intimacy as, at our intimacy as a whole. And part of that being intimate with your spouse is communication. Let me ask you, men, how many of you, if you're listening and you have a an addiction to pornography or a problem with pornography, or maybe you've maybe you're viewing pornography and you don't want to get that far. How many of you are just willing and ready and just, oh, I can't wait to tell my wife about this? I'm not. I'm going to say the answer is pretty low. There might be one of you who is just fed up and is ready to go for it, and, and I applaud you. Go talk to her. And if she gets mad, let her be mad, and, and, then, and then work it out. Call your pastor. Get this worked out. I applaud you if, you, if you're making that decision. But the, the reality is, is that decision is most likely not in your mind right now. The decision you want to keep on, to keep with, is, is to continue hiding it. Because, you know, the stigma, your pastor is going to look down on you. If he's a pastor, he's not going to look down on you. He's going he's gonna to pray for you, love you, forgive you just like God would, and, and attempt to do everything he can to help you. If that's not what he does, find another pastor. But, but your, your spouse, again, they might be angry. But, but if they really love you, and if you're really honest, forgiveness is a powerful thing. Asking for forgiveness and being sincere about it is powerful. Think about it. If you're sincere with God, if you're sincere in repentance and asking forgiveness from God, He'll, he'll forgive you of it. He'll ca- he, he casts the sin into the sea of forgiveness, and it's never to be remembered against you. You, you, you'll be as if, as if a clean man never looked at pornography to God. And the thing is, is that your spouse, again, if you go to her with sincerity, honesty, and being real, like, hey, I really want help, she may be angry, but she will forgive you. And in continued communication and in continued opening up to her, she will help you. So the problem, when you get to the point where you decide that you won't help, and that you want to to be free of this uh, this addiction, or or you don't want to escalate any further. 
the problem is is the fear of intimacy. You have you have so alienated yourself from spouse, family, friends that you're scared to talk to them, or or you feel I mean you're literally bound and can't talk to them. Embarrassment, shame, regret. All of these things are there. They're real emotions, and they need to be dealt with. And men, I've just got to say, it's not really easy, no, but you must make up your mind and begin to talk to somebody. It's important. It's vital for your healing. It's vital for, for your salvation. For, for everything that's within you, it's, it's, it's beneficial for your, your mental health. If you're depressed right now and, and, and you're viewing pornography, that has a lot to do with it. Psychologically, it has a lot to do with it. And so the deal is, is regardless of what anybody might tell you, regardless of, of the person who has, who has not escalated so deeply that they found themselves having problems, they'll say, oh yeah, there's nothing wrong with pornography. Just watch a little porn while you're, while you're trying to have sex with your wife and all things will be great. No. You have to make up in your mind that it's time for a change. You have to make up in your mind that you're going to, to repent. You're going to ask for forgiveness. Forgiveness from God, forgiveness from, from your spouse. And look, gentlemen, you've got to forgive yourself. You know, I, I'm not justifying. I'm not trying to take away blame or, or put place blame on anybody else. But at some point, you're going to have to forgive yourself as well. You're going to have to, just like we talked about last week, forgetting. Turn away from the things in the past and only look to the things of the future. Forget those things which are behind and only look towards the future. The Bible says this in, in, a, in a passage. It says that, that anyone that is fit for the kingdom, that when they're plowing, they're not going to be looking back. They're plowing forward. Men plow forward. It's time to move forward in your walk in this. I'm so thankful that you've chosen to listen to this, to this podcast. I hope that in some way, form, or fashion, it has been beneficial to you. I, I have... A lot coming up in the future. Uh, again, last week, or at least last episode, um, the the episode from last Friday, I, I talked about forgetting, and I, and it's a really, I think you could really uh, benefit yourself if you go listen to that podcast. And next week, uh, I'm going to move on to uh, the 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 benefits of accountability. We're going to talk about accountability and confession and talking about these things. We're moving on into the next step. So I think there's been a lot of you again. Uh, that have that have made up your mind and you're ready for the next step. So so listen to this podcast. I want you to pray about it this week and think about uh, what our next step is going to be. If you are enjoying this podcast and if it is beneficial to you, I would I would sincerely ask you uh, please follow us on uh, on social media and on on the podcast um, platform of your choice. We're on all the major ones and and if you're so. Uh, Inclined, I would I would pray that you think about Patreon. Uh, if you go to www.patreon.com forward slash Men of Integrity MS, it's a website where you can donate to this podcast. I want to go the donation route because I don't want to be filling this podcast with a bunch of ads and a bunch of affiliate links and and things of that nature. I'm going to reference some books, but I'm not looking to make money off of somebody else's book. That's their work. I just want to reference it for the for for their benefit, essentially. So, anyways, if you would consider that, I'd be greatly appreciative. 
And please, uh, like I said, please follow us and tune in next week. Y'all have a great day.